0: Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Health and Wealth Podcast with your hosts, Tim and Carter.
1: What's trending, in Enrichers? Carter Wilcoxon, founder of CSI Financial Group here with my co-host and former wealth advisor, Tim James, founder of
2: chemicalfreebody.com and your new health advisor. This is the show where we reveal the connection between physical and financial
1: abundance. Hey, welcome back in Richards, Carter Wilcox and coming to you live slash recorded. Uh coming <laughs> to, uh warm, sunny, hundred and almost ten degree Phoenix, Arizona, uh today. It is it is our summertime here in Phoenix, which I'm so thankful uh, that it does get that hot because otherwise if everybody found out how nice it actually gets here in the wintertime. We might be even bigger than the four million population that we have here in Phoenix, Arizona. But as always, I am joined by my fantastic uh clinical free body himself co-host, Mr. Tim James. Tim, how are you, my man?
2: Dude, I'm doing really good, buddy. Doing really good. I don't want to scare everybody off, but um, you know, I've been working on my health for a long time. I just uh I did a five-day water fast and it was um it was the the coolest part was I I saw I was up in Portland. I left, came home, and then a couple of days later, started the fast, came back, and it was actually my guitar instructor, Jeremiah, and the first words out of his mouth were like, dude, you look younger. What'd you do? And I was like, water fasting, baby. Powerful stuff, guys. Three-day water fast is a complete immune system reset. So just put that in, in back in your, uh, file that away, because uh, someday you can work your way towards that. It's it's pretty powerful medicine.
1: Oh. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Well, uh, I, I'm super excited about our guest today, uh, Christian Mills, who is coming to us from uh, from the Denver area. And uh, Christian is with a company called RMF Reverse Mortgages, Reverse Mortgage Funding, Funding. Yes, there you go. I couldn't remember if it was fine financial funding. Okay, um, yeah. and, and, it, and it's a very unique industry that you're in, and, and we're we're very interested. I know that our Enrichers are definitely going to be interested in hearing what it is that you do because you also head up the financial advisor division for RMF. Is that correct? That is correct, sir. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, fantastic. Well, we'll get into that in the second segment and everything, but uh, as is pretty traditional around here on the, uh, and, and again, Enrichers, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Health and Wealth Podcast, but as is traditional, What we like to do is we want to find out and and our Richard and Richards want to um, hear a little bit about how you got to where you're at today. Right. So let's go back and, um, you know, in your early career or maybe it was college, whatever it might have been, the exposure, the influencers that you had that got you into where you're at today in the reverse mortgage business. Uh, You know, I've been.
3: I'm fascinated by behavioral finance, uh, Carter and Tim. This is something that uh, doesn't matter how, you know, if you measure your, you're measuring wealth by money or by your health standards or whatever, but how we interact with uh, the things around us. And money is one of those things, at least in Western society, that we have to have. We we trade money for things and we trade our time to get money, right? So it's an interesting concept uh, to me, and I've always kind of been fascinated by it. I certainly grew up in a the beaver cleaver household you know mom and dad dad worked mom stayed home i got an older brother um, but they were my parents both were raised on farms uh, that they didn't own right so kind of a it would be called sharecropping cropping or something in, in in some circles and we were raised to be um you, you know to to pay our debts but to also save money and not to spend more than than we made and it just you know that didn't seem like a hard thing for me to do but when i got into you know, later stages in life, early adulthood. uh, you know, I saw people with credit card debt and and things of that nature. Um, I had my first, uh, you know, W two job at 14 back when you had to go get your, your social security number, uh, Carter, you might remember that, Tim. uh, Yeah. You had to go get a social security number when you got it, when you got a paycheck job. And, uh, that started early. It was just reinforced at an early age, uh, you know, to save money. Um, even Did a paper out for a little bit, but mowed lawns, shoveled snow, did all those kind of things, and saved money. Um, and it was one of those things I was interested in. Uh, kind of took a winger after college and was in the ski industry for um, for a number of years, the better part of a decade. And then when I got into uh, going back to school, I went back and got a master's degree and I started working for a trust company. It got into the 401k space, and the 401k, if you know, without going too much into it, there was. You know, we we left the pension system in America in the 60s and 70s and 80s because they became very expensive. Right. Because people live longer and health care becomes more and more expensive. And then we we started with the ERISA, the Employee Retirement Income Security Act of 1974. And that's what brought rise to the 401k field. And we just said, you need to start saving for yourself. Um, and we didn't really give people. And this is the collective we. There is I'm not pointing a finger at any, any person cool. or entity, so to speak. You know, but my first 401k had 93 choices in it, and I was, you know, 29 years old, 30 years old, and didn't know what to do with that. Consequently, I I spun my wheels for a number of years, but I worked in the 401k industry for a a long time, you know, for better over a decade, um, telling people how to, you know, how to maximize their plan and talking to plan participants, talking to financial advisors that specialize in that field. And it just kind of, you know, now we, we... We've added some automatic features. If this last uh, uh, congressional act, the Secure 2.0, we've added things like automatic enrollment, automatic escalation, auto uh, auto investing, to help people who, because most of us don't know how to invest. I personally outsource all that to a financial advisor because I don't want to pay attention to what I have invested in, and I sleep great at night because I don't look at and see what happens to the market every day. That doesn't that doesn't really interest me. Uh, so my interest is how people can prepare for retirement. You know, at some point I decided I'm too old, I'm not going to make it, I'm not going to be an astronaut, I'm not going to be a firefighter, so how can I have a meaningful life that, uh, that helps me sleep good at night um, and feel like I'm contributing to the, to the greater good, and if I can help, uh, you know, people in America have a, have a better retirement and retire with, uh, with dignity uh, without being scared of running out of money, then, then I, you know, I think I'm, I'm adding something to society.
1: So, yeah. Well, that that's a uh, that that's a very extensive background, and um, you know, when we spoke originally, uh, prior to you making the decision, and thanks again for coming on and being a guest on uh, on our show and everything, and and this is, by the way, another first mm-hmm. tip, James, that our very first reverse mortgage, um organization that we've ever had on the podcast so we we love having first on here so so thank you
2: yeah let me let me say this carter too because if if anybody's listening and they're thinking about tuning out because reverse mortgages you should really hold on to this because what ended up happening was i when i was in the mortgage industry i actually started doing reverse mortgages i did them for three years before i exited and became a financial advisor and what i found out was is that most people are completely clueless to what they really are I mean, completely yes. cool. They are a financial tool. And for the right situation, they can be game changing, life changing, like unbelievable stuff, like save people's homes, save their quality of life, you know, just get stuff done, allow them to do what they need to do. Um, so I hope uh, just stick around to the end because um, I'm sure uh, Christian and I will get into it and we'll we'll kind of uncover what they really are mm-hmm. um, and how you could use them. Because I, what I used to do, Carter, is I used to have people. um I was doing seminars, reverse mortgage seminars, and just educating people because that's usually what people need. They need education, right? Sure. And then I, I was trying to explain it to financial advisors and CPAs and accountants and and um, some other people that I thought might be able to send me referrals like um, a long-term, long-term care insurance agents. Their garbage is our gold, and then we can hand them back the clients, and then all of a sudden they get those policies written. So it can be a symbiotic relationship for those of you out there that are long-term care policy writers, you want to hook up with a really good reverse mortgage person. Um, but we can we can get more into it. But the whole point was, is I had these people. I started just inviting these professionals to come hear me talk. And by the end of the talk, they were completely sold. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. And they wanted to do business with me. So um, it's an easy way if you're a reverse mortgage person and you're doing seminars, you should be inviting every financial planner and, and, and just educating professionals while you're doing your um, talks to the to your potential client base.
1: Yeah, and, and we will get deeper into that in the second segment for sure. Um, but I, I wanna I wanna kinda go back to what you were talking about earlier and and share a little bit more on how you were working with the those RPAs, right? Those retirement plan advisors when you mm-hmm. were doing uh, you know, something because I, I I know from your bio you're doing some, you know, some custodial work and working for a trust company and you mm-hmm. know, IRA custody and, and all that. It's a very, it's a very unique uh, you know, arena in it, in and of itself. So talk a hmm. little bit more about how you work with those retirement plan advisors. So, yeah, um, you know, I worked for
3: a, well, for a trust company and we had a division that just worked with, with retirement plans mostly 401ks and then four hundred three B's. And I won't get into all the minutia of, of that, but, um, people that are institutional advisors are, they advise on a plan and sometimes they will advise on the plan based on the industry, you know, um, if you have, uh, you know, different different groups of people, where you have highly compensated employees and then people that don't make as much, you need to make the plan more fair. So, you know, the government has tried to make the four hundred one k the be all end all, and it, it's it's a great tool. It certainly is, um, but people have to participate in it first to you know to make this happen. So, my job, you know, I'm trying to move the participation needle from maybe. 85 percent to 86 percent. And I never really I never saw what happened. I never talked to the people that much, even though I would be in front of them saying you need to contribute. And if you contribute six percent, the company will give you another three percent. And, you know, here's how to maximize your savings. And, you know, that that was all fine and good. But I never really saw the end result, Um, you know, and and actually I used to kind of make fun of the reverse mortgage uh, industry, Tim, and I'm sure you are familiar Mm -hmm. with that. It was I thought it was stealing grandma's house i don't know why i why i thought that i gathered that from the ether um, and then in 2012 i went to work for the financial planning association and that is uh, that's the organization that, that kind of uh, provides content and and um lobbies on behalf of certified financial planners and that that very year they published three articles about reverse mortgages and how you could use it to fund long-term care tim Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also to have the standby line of credit. And these were people that I knew of in the industry, people like Dr. Wade Fowl, Harold Levinsky, um, you know, John Salter, these people were, are, are, you know, they're well-known in the financial planning space. And I was like, huh. And they published three articles, uh, about that, that year. And the journal of financial planning is an academic peer reviewed journal. They don't take editorials. It is, it is held in to a high, uh, it, it's held to a high bar. Let's put it that way. And I started to get interested in it. Um, And there was, you know, I worked with several companies uh, and I started to learn more and more about it. And for most of America, the home is is our largest asset. I mean, there's no denying that. And and, uh, if you look at it from a static standpoint until we get to the wealthiest five percent of Americans, the home makes up at least half, if not two thirds of their net worth. Um, You know, and the other thing that people would kind of look down their nose at is you need to make sure that you choose correctly with social security. I'm not a financial planner myself, but I just, I've been in this business for a quarter century now. So I, I look at it and I say, you need to, these, these are some kind of blocking and tackling when it comes to financial planning. Um, but if the home is, that is worth that much. And it's even if you pay it off the American dream, right? You pay off your home. Um, it still has a, it still has a, a line item in retirement. You still have to pay your property taxes. You still have to pay your insurance. You have to do upkeep. If a, a hailstorm happens in Colorado, you have to replace the roof and that sort of thing. So how do we utilize the home? How do we add a liquidity component to that? Um, and come to find out, you know what, the the much minded and misunderstood reverse mortgage is a great way to do that. So um, so I came 180 degrees. I'm a convert. Don't get me going to cocktail parties because I will I will bore everybody there talking talking to them about it. Um, but I, I had a change of I had a change of heart and I actually left the Financial Planning Association to go work for RMF. I had to get a mortgage license. I didn't have any background in it. I just I knew a lot about it and I, I see it as an underutilized tool. And, you know, you know, down the road here now, in, I joined in 2017 um, here. All of a sudden now we've got uh, we've got a market that's in flux homes that are you know the highest value that they've ever been. And you know, consequently, we also have the highest home ownership rates for Americans 65 and above because this is an age-based. You have to be a certain age, right, to do a reverse mortgage, whether it's a government-backed or or a proprietary. You have to reach to, you know a couple birthday milestones to make that happen. Um, and it's you know people are starting to pay attention to this now because they I, honestly some of it is because they have to. They can't not they can't look aside at uh, you know at a home that's worth. Five or six hundred thousand um, dollars. If you're a financial advisor, at least you shouldn't be doing that. So.
1: Yeah. Well. So speaking of home values, right? It's it's interesting. Uh, I was just on um, on a a vetting call with a with another advisor from Bozeman, Montana, and he shared mm-hmm. with me that the median home value of a three bedroom, two bath house in Bozeman, Montana, is eight hundred and sixty five thousand dollars. I believe that. Yeah. And I was like. Phew, that's yeah. crazy. So, as you were talking earlier, you know about you know the home is half to two thirds. You know your your biggest asset that you've got. Well, that's exponentially true over the last what eight to eighteen months on sure. uh, values across the across the board, right? I mean, it's uh it's nuts what's going on around here in Phoenix. And you know Tim, he's in the middle of uh, his parents' house and doing a, a, a rebuild or adding on to his parents home so I'm sure uh he can speak to that a little bit
2: yeah it's not um it's not cheap things are things are completely out of control and you know from on a deeper level it's I I just see this as a this is the end of a long process that like you know um that working class people are up against you know our wages have been since the Mm -hmm. 70s they've been getting crushed and decimated and you know, somebody making fifty thousand dollars today, based on GDP growth from 1970 till today, should be making about 120 thousand. Mm-hmm. So where'd that seventy thousand go? Well, it went upriver to elites. You know, yeah. during the COVID shutdown, the six hundred billionaires doubled their net worth, and you know the you know seventy four percent of Americans have four hundred dollars in savings. So um, now costs are going up, but building material costs, um, supply chain delays. I think it's all. I mean, I know it's all a coordinated effort. So working class people got to get. You know, but there's going to be lots of opportunities opening up too. like if widgets are being made in China, then somebody could open up a machine shop here in La Grande, Oregon, and start banging out widgets and start shipping them. You know what I mean? And yeah. there's there's opportunity all over the place right now. So I think it's a really good time for working class people and entrepreneurs to step up and, and, and start taking back the reins of everything.
3: You know, that's I, I, Tim, I'm glad you brought that up, because also what draws me to this is. We have a lot of, you know, financial advisors and people that want to work with high net worth clients. I know you were an advisor in the past and ultra high net worth. And I'm sure you had peers that said, I only work with people with a million dollars or above or, or whatever. Right. Um, the reverse mortgage really is geared toward the massive affluent. And some of my colleagues would probably say, no, you you can do a reverse and you can. You can do a reverse on a house that's ten worth $10 million. Um, but, you know, the bulk of the heavy lifting where, where this is really intended is for the mass affluent, for people with a million bucks or less, um, in investable assets. And we're converting a formerly illiquid asset, giving it some form of liquidity and, you know, if we get into it later, but you don't lose the house, you're not, you know, signing anything over. The kids can still get the home if they want it, all those sort of things. So this is what draws me to it as well is, is lots of people want to work with the, with the very wealthy. And we have programs for people that, that, you know, can't or won't or do whatever that, that that are below the poverty level. What about nurses and teachers and, and you know, and construction managers and policemen, people like that. So yeah, or working class men and women. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. They, if they follow the American dream and they, you know, and, and they bought a home and, and they have the picket fence or they don't have a picket fence, they a barbed wire fence or whatever, they can utilize their home to, you know, to have a secure retirement.
2: Yeah, it's awesome. It's a really good tool. So let's do this guys. We'll take a quick break. When we get back, let's just dive into it and we'll, We'll kind of cut through or reverse mortgages, what they are, what they're not, and we'll be right back.
0: Estate planning, what does that even mean? When the inevitable happens for everyone on this planet, your estate plan kicks into action. But first, let's start with what an estate is. An estate is simply everything you own. Now, here's the issue and what needs to be understood when this event occurs. You only have two choices on this plan. Number one, either you plan how your estate gets handed out and distributed to those you leave behind, or number two, your state decides who gets everything you own. For the first time ever, you can now take complete and total control of this plan that you've been deprived of for most of your life and generations before you. You can get personalized assistance along the way with a team of specialists whose job it is to make sure you have true peace of mind. It's important to understand that estate planning is a journey and rest assured that our team will be available to you all along the way and at every step. Welcome to Estate Plan, home of the last estate plan you'll ever need. To learn more, make sure to reach out to your local advisor licensed with us or go to our website for more information.
2: What's up, in Richards? Tim James here. I'm back with my co-host Carter Wilcox, and today in the house we have Christian Mills. And uh, Christian, we were just uh, starting to already get into like what reverse mortgages are and what they aren't. So let's just—that's what this segment will be. And anything else you want to chat about? So um, again, you know, I did reverse mortgage seminars myself for a few years prior to getting into the financial services industry. I educated a lot of um, other business professionals on it, and it was like, dude, one after another after another. It was the same thing. As soon as the seminar was Excuse me. What's going on there? As soon as the seminar was um, over, they would walk up to me like and I'd get done talking to all the clients or like, dude or sir, oh, this is man, these these reverse mortgages. I had no idea. All of them were just blown away because they'd finally gotten the education on what, what it really was and they, they never really understood it. So let's um let's just get into it. Like what what do you think is the well the, I'll just tell you the first thing is people think that they're gonna take your home. Yes. The bank's going to steal your home. So, why don't you explain to them how they're protected with yeah, the, uh, mortgage insurance?
3: The number one myth is that you're signing in the bank, you're signing your home over to the bank, and you're not any more than you do with a forward mortgage, which you don't. Um, the, a mortgage, whether it's reverse or, or a traditional forward mortgage, is a lien against the property. The, the, the property is there to make sure that you pay the debt against it. So, when you buy a house, most people don't, let's say it's a $500,000 house. And you're able to put $100,000 down. You have $400,000. I'll keep the math very simple. Um, the house is there to secure. If you stop pay- making those payments, they'll come back and take it. Um, the reverse is is kind of the same way. You still have lean against the property, um, and it is to say, okay, if you know when you when you leave the home, right? And a reverse mortgage comes due when there's a maturity event. So when you ever when you sell the house, when you pass away. When you have to leave and you know go to assisted living or something like that, um, then the house is sold and the debt is re- the debt is paid, and then any remaining funds would go to heirs or to that owner of the house, you know, et cetera. But by far the number one thing that people still think Tim is that the bank somehow owns your home and they don't. Um, it's a lien against the property, and you know, in the first position. So, you know, right. Um,
2: yeah. And just, so and, and it might be like when they take out a loan and maybe they take an income stream. So like a reverse mortgage is yes. kind of like what it says. So instead of the balance slowly going down, the balance will slowly accrue. And anyway. if that person dies and they take a look at it and the house is now worth, you know, three hundred thousand and they, they owe five hundred. Well, they did really good financially. OK, number one, right. right. They, they were able to get five hundred grand basically out of a three hundred dollar uh, value at that point in time. But the mortgage insurance premium that they pay in the loan fee, which typically when I was doing it was two percent to HUD. Is it still the same? Yeah, the same. Yeah, it's a two percent loan fee. So if they did a five hundred thousand dollar loan, it's a ten thousand dollar fee. But what that is is that then that goes into a pool, and then the HUD gets paid or HUD then pays the bank the difference for whatever the loss is when they actually do sell the home. So it protects the bank, it protects the people. It's a non-recourse loan, which means that children are not going to be hurt um, if there is more owing on it than than um, what the, what the value is. But in a lot of cases there's, you know, there's still equity in there and maybe one of the kids wants to buy the house or refinance it and live in it, or they all sell it. And then they split the difference. I mean, there's, it just kind of depends. So again, it's not like nobody's going to steal the home. Um, That's not going to happen. I guess other thing too, now is like, what are some of the benefits of reverse mortgages? So maybe you can, I'll just go through what I remember and then maybe you can see if there's anything new. So one way was that people could just take out a loan and pay off all their debt, and they have no payments, no nothing, that's one option. Another one is they actually, there's enough equity in there, They maybe they'll take a, a monthly payment. Mm-hmm. They, they could take an income. So now they have the house they're living in, and now they're making 200, 800 a month, whatever whatever it worked out to be based on their age and the value of the home. Um, some people might do um, like a mixture where they'll take a small payment or a, a amount of a payment, and then they might leave 50 grand or 100 grand in the line of credit, And that line of credit actually grows. If you don't use it, it gets bigger and bigger, which is pretty cool. Um, I actually, side note, I actually saw a guy, a Christian, uh, a husband and wife. They were very astute, very wise financial people. They had a $600,000 home with nothing on it. And um, they did a reverse mortgage. And I asked him, I was like, why the hell are you doing this? So he's like, he goes, because if something happens to me, um, you know, I want to have my wife have. This is just another asset. So they put they put this huge line of credit, and they yeah. never touched it. So this line of credit was getting massive every year, just growing and growing yeah. and growing. So literally, down the road, if there was a housing crash and the six hundred thousand or five hundred thousand dollar properties were three hundred thousand, they literally could have a line of credit out there five, four, five, six hundred thousand that she could pull on, exactly. like insane. So a financial tool. I also used it one time um, uh, for um, some. Some people just do all cash out too. Some people just take out the cash in a lump sum. That's another option. And I think the rates on that are probably the best. But, um, and then one thing that I used, I was always trying to be creative. So there was this lady, her husband died, 4,000 square foot home, three acres. She couldn't take care of it all. Now that he's gone, he was mowing the lawn and stuff and keeping himself busy. And she's like, I don't know what to do. I can't afford this. You know, the the taxes alone are like 6,000 a year. So I said, okay, here's what you're going to do. Sell the house take the cash and let's go buy a fourplex. So she did a reverse mortgage purchase loan. So you can actually buy a home with a reverse mortgage too. This isn't just your existing home. She purchased a fourplex and then she just dialed in the kitchen that her husband never let her have. I mean, we made this house like dialed. Like, right? And then she had the rents coming in off the other three that actually paid the mortgage and actually gave her an income. So she moved into this quaint little part of a duplex. We set it up with a property management company so she didn't have to talk to anybody. They collected all the money, dealt with the tenants, and, um, and she had a really nice place. Plus, she had some cash left over in the bank. Huge for her because she'd lost her husband's um, uh, part of the Social Security, so that replaced mm-hmm. that. It was just uh, – you know, there's just so many different ways you can use a reverse mortgage. Maybe you can allude on a couple stories that are unique like that.
3: Yeah, I, you know, I mean, we can and they're, they're all stories and you're absolutely right, Tim. And that's the that's the thing about this. The, the home is it's not an asset like a sleeve of mutual funds or, you know, a stock portfolio or a bond ladder or something out there that might be, you know, a more complex tool. The home is also where you lay your head at night. You know, every we all have to lay our head at night someplace or, you know, we, we sleep somewhere. It's where we raise our family. Life events happen in the home. It is, it's, it's more than black and white, you know. So we need to treat it as such. It, it's not just an asset. Um, it is much more than that. But you, you, know, you hit on this because for the HUD product, you know, you have to be at least 62. One of the spouses has to be 62. So consequently, I think the average age is right now somewhere in the early 70s. The average length of reverse is about eight years, but you know, imagine a house back on the East Coast. We, we all live in the western half of the United States, but a $500,000 home, say in New Jersey, property taxes there are going to be about $15,000 a year. So you, and traditionally, and this is, I'm not making a, a you know, he, her statement or anything like that, but the, the male typically dies first, at least in the generation that we have right now, because um, well, statistically- the, Well, first of the, all, actuarially speaking, that's a realism. That's romantic. Yeah. And, and I I I shouldn't caveat that, but it's um you know uh, eighty one and seventy eight by the way I think are the numbers. It it is, and the husband passes away first because he's going to pass away you know statistically fat first anyway, and he's probably older than his wife, at least in the generation that we have in there right in, in right now in retirement. Um, you you mentioned it earlier, when when he passes away, she you she loses the lesser of the two Social Security amounts, mm-hmm. right? Mm -hmm. so let's say that he was getting 1500 she was getting a thousand um 2500 bucks a month that's pretty thin and now we lost a thousand dollars of that she gets fifteen hundred dollars a month and she has to pay fifteen thousand dollars in property taxes you mentioned it at the beginning of the show you can save someone's house with this you can use the home to pay for itself right and the national center on aging actually publishes something that we send to everybody which is using the home to pay for itself so in that context we take money out of the house to pay for property taxes, insurance, things that you just have to do. Cause if you don't pay those things, they don't care how old you are. They kick you out.
2: And, and you know what's really up. cool? I don't know in the other states, but in Oregon, they allow us, they allowed us to do this. Like if somebody was really broke and they had like mm-hmm. no money, we could pull, we could set up a reverse mortgage, but we wouldn't we wouldn't create like a it's almost like a Medicare for taxes. So we would close the reverse mortgage they had to fill out this income statement. We would always structure the mortgage so they had less. Maybe they put up a line of credit so they could grab money when they needed it, right? Or convert it later into income, which is another thing. The the line of credit can be converted later into an income stream later. So then what happens is we put the reverse mortgage into place. I'd hook them up with the state and there was like a window. It was weird you had to get in during a window of time. Mm -hmm. But then the property taxes would be deferred behind the reverse mortgage too, which is really good. So now they have no, I know the reverse mortgage. And um, and no property taxes. Are you yeah. able to do that in other states, or is that just Oregon? You
3: can. And every state's different. But most uh, in Colorado, it's called the Homestead um, um, the Homestead Act. And if you've lived there a certain number of years, you get a break on property taxes. Most states have something like that for um, for older Americans and for veterans and, and things of that nature. But you know, to get back to the first question, that's just one way that it, that it might work. So that, that's a that's a. And we think of them, um, uh, you know, Carter and Tim as. Needs-based and wants-based. We have this continuum, right? And, and usually, they're not—they're not on one side or the other. They're somewhere in between. Needs-based is I don't have an, enough money to retire on, and I need to use the house. Wants-based is I've got a portfolio, but uh, this gives me another bucket of cash to draw from. And I'll give you a couple of examples here. And this is where it comes in it's become a tool for financial advisors, which is what what I work on, what my expertise is in. So you could use it. I'll give you some simple examples. You could use it to defer claiming Social Security. Let's say you want to retire at 65. We know that every year that you wait to claim Social Security, you get another 8%. And 8% doesn't sound like a lot. But believe me, when, when you add 8% up over five years, it, it's a difference in what your monthly payment from Social Security is going to be. So you can draw money from the house while you're waiting to get to 70 to max out your Social Security.
2: Right? So this and is it's why it's important to stay healthy because then you can stick it yeah. to the government and get your money back.
3: It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so a um, Social Security uh, delay claiming strategy. Also for those once based clients, we have people that uh, would use the house, right? Because now we have the market is in flux, right? The Dow Jones is up and down every day. At least that's what they tell me. Um, again, I don't look at that. Uh, don't look at that. But if you're a financial planner and you're working with older Americans and they have retired. That, you know, you you mentioned it earlier, you're in the accumulation stage, you know, while you're accumulating and saving money. Then when you retire, you're in the decumulation stage. So we don't think anything of spending assets down once we're, hey, we need to tap into our IRA to live. Right. Because we need to augment Social Security. Well, you can also take money out of the house because it's called sequence risk, which is just a sexy way of saying don't sell low when you bought high. Right. Because if you bought Apple at one hundred dollars a share and it totally pulled that out of the air. And now Apple's trading at $50 a share, but I need money to buy groceries. Mm-hmm. So when I call my my financial planner up and say, I need, you know, $20,000 or whatever that is, the financial planner is like, ooh, the market's down. Yeah. I don't want to sell right now because you're going to lock in a loss. And not just the market's down, but I'm going to sell at a loss. I, I lock that in guaranteed. Yep. The house is a non-correlated asset. It's called a buffer asset. So, and I'm maybe going a little too, too deep here. But they're drawing from funds and not not taking funds out when it's inopportune time for them. So it's a tool. You, I mean, we're talking about this. This is another bucket of money. It's tax free. You bought the house with after tax dollars. The money you take out of the house is considered a loan, and it's tax free. You don't pay taxes on it. The other one that we're starting. That's to really
2: see, that's really important for people to know that the income is tax free because it's actually a loan accruing against the house, so you cannot tax a loan.
0: That's, that's a correct. very so, important
2: point, and that's probably the number one concern the seniors had when I was doing work with them. They were, am I going to get taxed me on this?
3: You're not going to get taxed on it. Uh, the tax advantage status, and I'll give you one more play, which is kind of 2.0, that now market environments and what we're seeing in the market and, and where we are as a country, um, people taking money out of the house to convert assets from an IRA to a Roth IRA. Because you have tax-preferred money that comes out of the house. You don't want to pay taxes in the future. Um, you can, if you wanted to convert, you know, whatever your tax rate is. Let's say you, you want to convert five hundred thousand into a Roth, you pay that taxes one time one hundred twenty-five thousand, versus over time. But then you say the property or the the funeral tax or whatever it is once it gets passed, you know, now you're talking, uh, you know, saving hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes, literally.
0: Yeah.
2: So,
3: and, and yeah. I won't go on. There's many different uh, avenues to do it, but. We have to sit down, and we need to talk to the people. What does your client want to get out of this? There's 90 different combinations in my com- in my company alone. So we want to know what if you could wave a magic wand, what would you want this to do for you?
2: Yeah. And maybe you're talking to some clients and you find out that their mom is how's their house paid off and dad died and she's on $650 a month social security and she has nothing. And mm-hmm. um and the roof's leaking and the house is uh you know, it's going to dry rot and be worth a bare lot. So I actually had um Quite a few of those where you would take these ladies and um, like this one lady, she owed like hardly she was she was barely able to make her mortgage payment. This little little mortgage payment it was like four hundred a month or something, but it was set up a long time ago and um, was able to pay that off, get her about six hundred dollars a month in income. So that's a thousand dollar a month switch in income that's flow crazy. for her, which yeah. is huge. Fixed the roof and the siding, got that dialed and left her with a $30,000 line of credit for emergencies, completely changed her life. She yeah. was sitting there literally with buckets catching water when it rained, watching her house just fall apart. And now her house is bulletproof for the rest of her life. She gets to stay in her home. She got yeah. the line of credit. She's got this extra $1,000 in cash flow. So, I mean, these people would hug me we had a cl- we had a couple mm-hmm. when they got their reverse mortgage they actually built a new deck and then they sent me pictures of their deck they had a fi- they they got remarried for their 50th wedding anniversary uh, yeah. and had their friends show up that were still alive <laughs> and and then they sent me a big picture with a thank you card so i used to i mean i have a lady who sent me a she made a she made birdhouses and then she made this she wrote reverse mortgage birdhouse thing on it i still have it i'm yeah. going to put it up it's really cool. You get really cool clients and you're really helping people. It's an awesome
1: tool.
3: It's great. It's a great job. I love my, I love what I do and I I love the work we do. And if you talk to people that do this for a living, I've never, I've never had one that I did myself where the the people weren't thrilled with it. You know, they, they weren't, this changed my life. And I I got a voicemail on my phone that I keep for where, you know, we help save a person's, a person's house. She's left me a, a crying voicemail and, uh, having a tough day or no need to keep going. I listen to that and it might sound a little hokey, but uh you know you, you help that's a real do.
2: thing too that's a real yeah. thing they're yeah. pat- back property taxes and they 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 didn't know and all of a sudden we actually had one of those we rescued it the day like the day before it went to auction
3: that that it was, t- like it was that. it was it yeah. was like
2: by the hair yeah. of her chinny chin chin we were able to get that house saved and I was working feverishly on that to get that done and and yeah. what what a great great thing. And they're, they're great clients too. Cause then they start sending you their friends for sure. It's like lots of referrals. Yeah, uh,
3: absolutely. Yeah. You, you, and you're, you hit the nail on
1: the head. You can change somebody's life. So
2: absolutely. Yeah. Really cool. Carter, anything else before we go to the next
1: segment? Well, yeah, you know, I just wanted to, to uh, chime in a little bit about, um, you know, one of the things that we've talked about a lot and Tim, your parents are actually owners of our, what we call our East plan. Um, you know, a state planning is a key component that a lot of times, and maybe you can talk more specifically, Christian, on what you see. You know, the statistics are staggering. And and you're talking about mm-hmm. 65 and plus, right? The issue that happens a lot of times is that a lot of the proper planning, you know, post mortem, if you will, when when the when these triggering events, as we call it in the industry, mm-hmm. happens, you know, um, How are we ensuring that those assets are also not going to go through probate and they're going to make sure that they're distributed properly and things of that nature? We need to make sure that we have that proper distribution plan. But, you know, the the statistics are staggering. Eighty three percent of Americans. This is from Wealth Council statistics. Eighty three percent of Americans don't have this necessary tool that we call an estate plan using wills and trusts and the combination of all those things. Um, What have you seen in your uh, line of work, Christian? On uh, how does that eighty three percent statistic line up if you know?
3: I, I would it's anecdotal, but I would say that that's very accurate. Um, you know, and it, it goes into why I'm in this business to begin with is you know, a, as a country, we spend more time planning our 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 vacations than we do our retirement. I mean, you know you've you've seen and heard those kind of studies. so not giving thought, I'll do it. Um, it might be a, I've heard you know some uh, behaviorists say it's because we don't like to think about our own demise or whatever that might be. But, um, you know, uh, live well, um, you know, leave well kind of a thing. I know that's, a, I think it's a mortuary tagline somewhere that I read, but I, I like it. It's catchy, right? So you don't want to leave a mess for your family. Um, certainly, if you care for them, you don't want to do that. So uh, we, we run into it. Uh, absolutely. You know, and when, Tim, something you mentioned, you know, a lot of times the kids, you know, they're like, hey, my parents don't need a reverse mortgage. And I'm like, have you been to your parents' house lately? Have you seen what they're?" How they're living, you know, in, in some of those, and you run into it and you're like, um, you're not making a mortgage payment, you're not dropping by enough here. Um, the, you know, dire circumstances, or, or maybe they're not dire, but things could be going better. So, how, how do you prepare people for, you know, for later stages in life and ultimately when they leave the planet, or whatever happens to them?
2: It's like mom's doing pretty good. She ain't eating the hard cat food. She's got, you know, the crispy, <laughs> she's got the good canned stuff, you know? Uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's got well, different flavors. It's got—I mean, it's got swordfish for God's sakes.
1: Well, and, and you know, and, and here's the thing. I mean, not not to beat up on the public school system, but I will. Um, you know, the problem it's a mess. Is, exactly. But the problem is, for decades, the 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 benefit of your clients, right? Our clients, everybody on this call, really in this podcast, all of our clients, sixty-five and up. They don't even have the education because it benefits the powers that be that you don't know about these things. And then when you tell them, they're like, well, that just sounds too good to be true. That can't be possible. There's Uh got to be some catch or whatever. You know, um, I believe that our public educators that are out there and those who are, you know, dangling the puppet strings, if you will, they benefit by your clients and our clients collectively not knowing that reverse mortgages are a financial tool, not understanding estate planning can be accessible to the mass affluent, right? Which is why I wake up every single day, every single day, I wake up trying to help somebody's grandparents, right? As if they're my own on on making sure that they have the tools accessible to make sure all of your affairs in order. You do the same type of thing at Christian. And when we spoke originally, I was like, man, we are so simpatico and believe in especially 65 and up. That's the demographic we're talking about, right? Yeah. They need the education on why reverse mortgages are critically, potentially, critically beneficial to them and having a a meaningful retirement, right? And then what yeah. happens when you're no longer here? We got to make sure that the distribution plans are set into place and everything. So the mass affluent demographic, that 500,000 to 5 million area, that's very underserved. That's who I wake up every single day wanting to make an impact for the future. Because I don't want things like I've seen have happened, the horror stories that happen when you don't do the proper planning, proactive Mm -hmm. planning that happens in families. Guess what happened? They fracture if you don't do the proper planning. And uh, and that's why I wake up and why, you know, what my why is. And I love the passion that you have, Christian, with RMF on being able to deliver working through the Financial Advisor Network on why it's a critical uh, financial tool.
3: It is, and people a lot of people will think also Carter that uh, oh that's oh that's a lawyer that's expensive right but um, you know estate planning doesn't have to be expensive it, it's a necessary uh, I think it's a necessary component to you know uh, to protect your family not just financially but you're right it, it causes a lot of uh, you know behavioral rifts if you don't if you're not clear about what you want you know who who gets the who gets you know grandma's china and who gets uh, the silver or whatever. Um, that should be laid out. Nobody's going to argue with, you know, with the person who, who spelled it out before the death.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's actually a good thing too. Cause when I know every single client that I had, um, cause I was, I think that's why I went into financial advising afterwards. I hooked up with a really awesome estate planning attorney back in the day. And mm-hmm. I was pushing them. I'm like, you, get, you need to go get a trust set up. You need to go get a trust. And now they actually mm-hmm. had a little cash from reverse mortgage to go do it. Then they found out it wasn't that big of a deal. They had a few meetings yeah. now with Carter's program. It's really easy. So it was really good because they're reverse mortgage. They're kind of thinking, you know, they, they're realizing they're mortal. Right. And they're kind of planning so, for the last few years. They want to enjoy that. And then it's like, it's natural fit to get their estate plan done at the same time. So Carter would be, you guys would be, it actually be, should, you guys should be like, you know, peanut butter and jelly.
3: Our first few uh, meetings actually went pretty well. Yeah. And you, awesome. you one thing, and I'll, I'll, I'll go back, but you sound like you did this enough, Tim, to, you probably help somebody like remodel the house, right? Like they're living at the house.
2: And oh yeah, totally.
3: Whatever study we, we look at, we know it's in the high 90 percentiles, like 95 plus people want to age in place. They nobody wants to go to, you know, a cold facility, even more so since COVID, right? Because of, you know, uh, you know any sort of place that was sealed, whether that was a assisted living, a ship, a prison, whatever. I mean, you know, the virus just moved around in there. So people want to age in place let them remodel their bathroom in their kitchen and live those last, you know, you know, ten years or, or twelve years or whatever it is, with it with an easy, you know, a, a house that's easier to get around in, to cook in, to do the the daily activities of living. Let
2: them enjoy that. And you we did. We actually house. did tons of those, Christian. Tons <laughs> yeah. of them, like because you know all the all the bedrooms were upstairs, but they couldn't get up right. and down the stairs, so we would put in one of those chair lifts, right? Yeah. It's or they common. would re, yeah. or they would build a master bedroom downstairs. Mm-hmm right stuff like or that walk-in, um,
3: walk-in shower don't know do, yeah the walk-in, walk-in bathtubs in yep
2: yep just be really careful that people listen out there on the walk-in bathtubs because there's some people online that are really scamming seniors on that stuff this lady was like i was like where did you get this loan it was like fifteen thousand dollars she had to take a line of credit out of her credit and she's like oh i got a walk-in bathtub it was like 15 grand
3: yeah Um,
2: i went and looked at it it was just like a plastic insert they were in and out in like one day and i'm just like oh my god so i had my yeah. um I talked to my contractor. He's like, dude, he goes, I could have done a custom job made out of, you know, like, you know, I don't know, some exotic marble from Peru for six grand, you know, with bolt handles everywhere and, you know, pimped out. And so anyway, look out for your senior clients when you're giving them money to ask them if they're going to be making any purchases and help them out, be an advisory for the reverse mortgage people out there. If you're an advisor, you know, make sure they're, they're being stewards with their money. They're not getting taken advantage of. Absolutely. No. all right guys well i think that's it we'll take a quick break and we get back we'll flip the script and uh let christian ask me any question he wants on health we'll be right back you want the absolute best for yourself and you want it to be easy that's why we created green 85 it helps with detoxifying the body gently we're
3: proud it's chemical free unlike almost all other supplements you'll find bottom line
2: Green 85 will get you healthier. We look forward to hearing what Green 85 did for you. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Enrichers? Tim James here. I am back with my co-host, Carter Wilcoxon. Again, today in the house, we have Christian Mills from RMF, uh, Reverse Mortgage Funding. And uh, I also want to thank you, Christian, for being here. It's been great having you on the show. This is the section where we flip the script because this is the health and wealth podcast. We've talked a lot about the wealth stuff. And so this is the health segment. So you get to ask me any question on health for yourself personally, a friend, a family member, public health, whatever you want. Um, I'll do my best to answer it.
3: Great. Well, it's uh, one of the things that drew me to this when Carter told me about it was uh, the intersection of health and wealth is, you know, it's 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 being studied a lot these days. Food deserts, um, all these sorts of things. Um, Dr. David Blanchett, uh, I think he's with Prudential now, uh, he does a lot about how we estimate how long people will live. And a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, your socioeconomic status, which unfortunately is, uh, is not a level playing field um so i'm very interested in that it goes hand in hand with behavioral um behavioral finance but i've got a question so i ruptured my Achilles back in october of 2020 mm-hmm. and was perfectly re- repaired within a few days and i did physical therapy and all that stuff if you if you get if you get a chance don't rupture your Achilles tendon i would recommend not doing that
2: did you fall down when it happened
3: uh, I collapsed, more or less. I, you know, yeah, down day.
2: you went. I a buddy yeah. of mine, I was playing basketball with one day. We just finished and we're like high fiving yeah. and shaking hands, and then he took a step back and down he went, and he pulled his Achilles. Yeah. That was oh, it. So Boom, snap.
3: Nothing like that. But so I'm 55 years old. I went through the first piece. Uh, happened during COVID. I'm, I'm going back to see a new, like a kind of a sports thing. I'm a, I'm an avid skier and, and mountain person. But for me, what would you recommend? You know, just, I mean, I just met you, you know, today. So I've got to, uh, you know, I'm going to see a whole new uh, group, which of course my insurance won't cover or anything like that, but I'm invested in it because if I don't take care of myself, you know, nobody else will.
2: So, uh, so do you have limited, limited, you have it working, but is it limited mobility? Is it stiff? Is there pain down there?
3: It, it is. It's, it's more, uh, you know, I still, I can, uh, you know, this is the good leg. I can move up and down like that. Surgically repair leg. You know, I have about seventy percent range of motion or something like that, so okay, uh, I just saw my surgeon again a couple of weeks ago. Everything's fine, that's going well it just it, it takes time you know is what they tell me so
2: yeah um, well the the, the the you know the fastest way to heal anything is increasing your blood flow, okay, that's number one, so then the question is is like what can I do to increase my blood flow that's so funny. um you know grounding pads have you heard of grounding or earthing?
3: I've heard of it. I don't know what that is. And I've heard of cupping and stuff like that, too, but those- a little
2: bit different. So the Earth puts off a, a an energy. It's an energy source for us. It's like a battery pack. So okay. just like plugging a you know, you got a battery charger in the side of the wall and you stick your batteries in there. It charges. Well, when we're when we have our bare skin in touch with the Earth, it's charging us. It's not woo woo stuff at all. I can measure your blood, look mm-hmm. at it under a microscope and see it moving around. Put your bare foot on the ground for four hours and then prick your finger and test again. You'll see the blood racing around in the microscope. Literally, as soon as we break contact with the earth, inflammation begins. So as soon as you recontact with it, it takes inflammation down. And when you're trying to heal, it's all about reducing inflammation. You do that through blood flow and bringing you know oxygen and and uh, water to that system to re- pull their inflammation out. So out what you can do is you can get these grounding sheets for your that are lined with silver. And then every mm-hmm. re- residential building, there, there's one called Ground Lux, G-R-O-U-N-D-L-U-X. Those mm-hmm. are sheets. Or you can go to a place called Earthing.com, and they have pads. Like right now, I have – you guys check this out. See this pad right here? This is actually yes. plugged in, and I'm grounding right now while I work. I'm grounding 24-7 because I understand the importance of this. So there's documentaries on grounding and earthing. You should check it out. They'll, they'll blow your mind, like Earthing.com, okay. the documentary, and you would be like, how did I not know about this? I'm getting one of these Im- immediately, and you can actually hack your sleep. Like I have a whoop, whoop watch on right now, kind of a whoop band, they call it, or an aura ring, and you can actually hack, track your sleep, and it will definitely improve your sleep and everything else. And recovery, we definitely get people that are post-surgery, but everybody should just be grounding. So outside of every residential and commercial building, there's an iron rod going down, and there's that wire coming, and that's the third prong or the foundation, that the ground um, to the electrical grid. is the third prong. So these things you just plug into the third prong only and it brings that current from the earth's energy into those threads, those silver threads into your sheet and you're grounding at night while you sleep or laying on a pad or I'm touching this pad right now and I'm grounded. See, so mm-hmm. that's a very passive way to start healing. Another thing you can do is CBDs, a high quality CBD product is very good. Mm-hmm. I actually had a guy who was an ultra marathoner, David Clark, uh, God rest his soul. He passed away because he died in a, uh, just a routine back surgery. It's horrible, but, um, uh, as one of my buddies, and uh, he um, he ruptured his Achilles, and he was completely recovered in a third of the time the doctors thought. And what I'm sharing with you is the, the recipe that I gave him, so it was like the grounding sheet, and then we did the um, he was doing a high quality CBD product, they're hard to find, but there's um, there's one at True Balance uh, that they have a really good one, T R E W com, and um, I think it was called five golden rings fgr was the was what he was taking and mm-hmm. when you're fresh out of a hurt you know you, you kind of double down on it right for a few months um so we did that um also lots and lots of really high quality water right okay. so lots and lots of water um cuz that's going to be that's the lubricant of life that's going to help that's number one for inflammation um number four would be infrared saunas infrared saunas if you get the right ones are really going to um speed up blood flow because they're going to actually shrink your blood molecules and they're going to allow your blood to get into dormant capillaries. And it's just going to, you're going to, once you get one of these saunas, you're going to be wondering again, why the hell I didn't have all this stuff. So I've been hacking. If you want to say that, or I've been, you know, adding things to my life and trying them out for 11 years now. And I found certain things that have moved the needle tremendously for me. I've shared them with thousands of clients around the world now and everybody loves them. So what I'm sharing (laughs) with you is like things that you can stack together that will, will really totally move the needle um uh in recovery um and healing and stuff like that now for something um obviously nutrition is huge mm-hmm. as well but you know so you know taking a really good quality um making sure you're getting your you know greens in is very important we actually have a product called green 85 where you can scoop it twice a day and and do it on the go and get you know five pounds of nutri- uh, vegetable matter in your body twice a day uh nutrient wise um and very simple and then um, the last thing I would say is for more of a targeted approach, um, well, let's just let's do two things. Let's do mechanically, you could get somebody to get down there and work on that thing. So look into somebody who's like a um, – they're a rolfer. So okay. Are t- you familiar with that? Uh,
3: yes, a little bit, yeah.
2: Okay, so for those listening, if you're not, because it sounds weird, the first time I heard it, I couldn't even pronounce it. It was kind of like when my buddy got chronic lymphocytic leukemia. I couldn't even pronounce the darn word. But rolfing was developed by a woman named Ida Rolf. That's where the term came from. So rolfing is her technique that she developed to work on the body. So she gets deep into uh, fascia and stuff like that. So getting somebody in there to really work around that area in your foot at a deep level, not just some surface level BS massage, uh, very important mechanically. They can also, you can watch them and you can have them teach you how to work on your own foot, right? Because you can reach down there. Um, The other thing mechanically is yoga, you know yoga and stretching posture so yin yoga i think would be something you should write down and look into i think you'll really enjoy it and as we age this is basically you know you know heading you back to becoming a baby and becoming flexible again you know when kids come out they're all flexible mm-hmm. And as we age one of the signs of aging is we're getting stiff and we don't move as much it's the reason why we get stiff and we don't move as much is because we don't move as much mm-hmm. that's it so we're not stretching we have to get in there and we have to work and um, yin yoga is basically three to 10 minute stretching postures where you, you'll gently do a position and you're just on the edge of discomfort, but not too much. So these fascia and what you've got going on in there are like taffy. So after about 90 seconds of a stretch, then they start to move. So the first 90 seconds is just kind of warming them up. And then the next 90 seconds plus is where the pay dirt is. And then you'll you'll start feeling younger and stuff like that. You can do those kind of stretches, but be very careful because you've had that, you know, you want to be very gentle with this. Do not push it, just very gentle and really focus on your breath work. And the last thing I would say is something you could do now that I actually believe in. Um, I mean, I know it works, but I was really worried about chemicals is stem cell. And there's lots of different stem cell therapies out there, but I actually, um, I just had a stem cell expert on, now there's nano stem cell. So they're actually taking the energy out of the stem cells from the placentas from newborns, and um, we're able to do that. And it's cleaned up because I didn't want to put the blood of anybody in me because of the toxic chemicals. I mean, every single child being born, the umbilical cord studies show there's uh, there's 180 cancer-causing chemicals in the womb of every newborn today. So that told me nine years ago, everybody's polluted. And that's why my company is called Chemical Free Body is because my mission is to bring awareness to this because the older we are, the more time we've had to bioaccumulate these toxins in our fat and our muscle tissue and our brain. And it's just a matter of time before a straw will break the camel's back with this toxic microscopic body burden. So your cells have like these backpacks of toxins on them. They're packing around. So we teach you to sweep that crap out. Your cells um, are unburdened you become unburdened, you get your, you get your energy back and stuff like that. But those stem cells, um, um, just looking it up. I can't remember what it is, but, um, it's, you have to look it up. It's the stem stem cell, um, podcast, my podcast called the health hero show, look that up and and you can connect with that doctor, but that, that, that would be a nice stack for you. All the stuff I gave you is plenty to get you going. And you should, besides helping you heal your Achilles, if you do what I just shared with you, you're going to have a much healthier, happier life. And you're going to have a higher quality of life too, to enjoy all those um, you know, helping more people do reverse mortgages and enjoy the income you earned and <laughs> saved so hard.
3: Excellent. Well, thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. And you, uh, since we're, we, you know, it, not all about me here, um, you know, I'm interested in your take on what it would take to, uh, have some sort of leveling of the, this is a big question, Tim and Carter, sorry, we oh, get, okay. get, get get derailed here, but, uh, you know the healthcare industry, the 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 insurance stuff. You know is is mind boggling to me, and I don't uh, I don't pretend to understand it. Ex- you know exactly or anything along those lines, but it's certainly. Um, you know I still don't understand why a healthcare company could pay less than an individual. It seems like they have more money; they should pay more. When you go see a doctor, you know you ever get the bill, and it says, "Here's what your physician charged. Here's what we negotiated and paid." I guess it's the power of you know. Uh, you know, deeper pockets or something along those lines. But, um, you know, I mean, we're the, you know, because how you measure where we are as the United States of America, we don't have healthcare for everybody. I mean, that, that kind of, uh, it kind of, um, you know, makes me a little nuts.
1: I got to tell you. Well, well, um, I'll just, I'll just say this. We actually do have healthcare for everybody. Everybody can get healthcare in the United States of America. There's no one that can, Walk into a hospital and be denied healthcare. Nobody, right? But what you're talking about is health insurance for everybody to be able to um, not have to pay for it, or you pay less for it than than somebody else. Here's the here's the one thing that I and people are blown away by this. Um, but I take my health pretty seriously, which is why whenever I met Tim, you know, the Health and Wealth podcast and the whole infancy of that, it made perfect sense for the two of us to, to join forces. But, um, you know, the thing that I found out a long time ago is all that stuff. That's, um, that they charge you so much for whenever you go in to get anything, no matter, no matter what it is, that's all like negotiated. You're a healthcare provider. Uh, and I haven't had health insurance for me and my family for I don't, 12 years. Right. Because, all my doctor cares about is getting paid. So I literally negotiate with him to pay. Just simply not having insurance for him is less of a burden. I'm talking pediatrician, right? It's yeah. less of a burden for him. He just wants to get paid. And then I get a basically a discounted rate simply because I don't even have health insurance. I just pay straight out of pocket. The amount of, um, you know, for a healthy family that's constantly being healthy and 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 serious about health, yeah little we actually have to go it's not about those little things that um along the way that 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 are concerning for parents it's those big things about what can happen to your to your kids or whatever in order to pay for that but um i I know i'm kind of sort of all over the place with this but i made the decision actuarially speaking again Mm -hmm. i would much rather keep all that extra money in my pocket. Like whenever I used to work for a company before I started my own, mm-hmm. my health insurance was free. But to add my family to it, it was like, now this is however many years ago at the at the time, talking 15 years ago when I used to work for a company, um, it was like $600 a month just to add my family. And then of course you got the co-pays and got all that mm-hmm. stuff. You start doing the math, adding that up over so many years, you're like, wait a second. <laughs> Can't I just work directly with my doctor, my my primary care physician and pay? And guess what? 75% off what it would have cost me uh, originally. And I had to go to emergency one time for my son. And they simply said, okay, here's the, Here's how much it costs. You don't have insurance. Here's how much it would have cost, but we're going to take 75% off. Here's all you owe. Hmm. Yeah. Now, now, that's just me personally, right? Um, but that's, I guess risking um the uh you know but it, it's really the, some of those critical things that can happen along the way right and, yeah like accident surgeries and things like that that stuff's expensive right yeah so. yeah it, exactly so um anyway i'm not in the health care field at mm-hmm. all honestly i'm in the retirement planning field right yep. so I'm with you I, we're big fans of long-term care for that reason mm-hmm. long-term care insurance life insurance, annuities, things of that nature, right, that that deal with your retirement planning. So I, I'm just giving you my own take on the health care racket, as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. is what it feels like to me. Um, but I just, for me and my family, I'm like, why do I want to keep paying all this? And then you got to pay your co and then you got to, it feels like it's constantly, you're, you're just constantly paying in. It feels a little bit like like for your car insurance, right? <laughs> just in case you get an accident, but you get these discounts if being a good driver. And like, after all these years you pay in, you're just like, it's an actuarial math. I mean, there's a reason why insurance companies, let's just be honest about it. There's a reason why insurance companies, I don't care which one it is, in the health field or in the life field, they have the biggest buildings out there. Now, why is that? Why do they have the biggest buildings with all the employees and they make all this money is because it's a numbers game and they know that they're winning it it's much like vegas yeah well they don't make uh, billions of dollars by paying claims that's for sure so yeah
2: Yeah. well in the 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 bottom line is is like we just have to get back and like why would we want health insurance why would we want to go into a broken system i mean we're the sickest people have ever been and what you're going to walk out of there with is synthetics for your ass your you know acid-based synthetics for your carbon-based body there's actually a, in my, where I was living down south of Portland, there's a little town called mm-hmm. Canby. It's a little, there's a clinic called the Canby clinic. It's primary care naturopathic medicine. And their thing was like cutting edge medicine, old fashioned care. And because of the, raise, the rising costs and gaps and benefits, um, chronic and even emergency health and needs are going unmet. So um, people are treated with quick fix pharmaceuticals um, and, you know, the long-term relationship with a doctor that oversees your health for a long time is almost obsolete. So yes. in response to that, what's happening is they, they're they looking for more patient-centered, affordable, cutting-edge healthcare, And so they, they do membership-based practice approach. So basically what it is, it's a non-insurance model, and more clinics are doing this now, so people can look for these in their local area all around the United States. Um, and actually, Oregon, it was the first naturopathic clinic to offer this. So basically you there's like a $75 enrollment fee and then if you're 0 to 17 years old it's 30 bucks a month if you're 18 to 30 it's 60 a month if you're 31 to 44 it's 80 a month if you're 45 and older it's 105 a month and you get unlimited visits unlimited blood draws blah 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 right so you just pay a monthly membership fee and that's it and it's way less than insurance i mean it was my god it's like when a family of four is paying $1500 a month for insurance that then goes into a broken system that doesn't work. That is complete madness to to do this. And one of the reasons why these costs are so much is there's so many in-between people in the insurance industry. They're called GPOs and PBMs. Um, We need to go direct, right? So if you look at a hospital as an example, this was like, I think it was around 2006, right, when I first actually started doing reverse mortgages. I was doing a loan for this guy who was a purchasing director for a hospital. And just for shits and giggles, I was like, hey, dude, how much does a Tylenol cost somebody in the hospital? And he's like, I don't know. Let me check. And he got back, and he goes, one Tylenol to be given to somebody in the hospital. This is like 2006. Was like seventeen dollars and forty cents oh or God. something like that. Yeah. And I'm that's- like, what? I'm like, yeah. that is crazy. It's like just it's, it should be two cents in the first half. You shouldn't put Tylenol on your body anyway because that shit's terrible. But there's many other options. But anyway, there's the middleman. It's 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 a racket. Anything that's big business, big politics, big media, all that stuff. If it's on TV, it's probably not good for you um, unless it's, um, you know, unless it's a reverse mortgage ad. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's about it. I mean, but it's that's like, yeah. yeah, it's funny. But um, yeah, so the whole the public system is screwed. And if people, if you want to get out of it, the quickest way to get out of it is take care of your own health. Grab the yeah. reins of your health and figure this stuff out and learn. It's not really that hard to do. Um, and then you don't get sick. Like, I don't go to the doctor anymore. I don't. Why, why would I go? I'm healthy. Think about it in nature. How many hospitals are in nature? There isn't any animals don't need them because they're plugged into their natural system. They're getting their natural food, their natural movement, the natural sun sign, the natural connection with Mother Earth. They don't need that stuff. Yeah. Every once in a while, I bet right now, if we took the entire medical system and shit canned all of it. Overall, our health would improve tremendously, tremendously if we just got rid of the whole thing like literally it's it, it's it's really embarrassing how bad it is it's kind of like our politics and you know past past probably half a dozen presidents we've had It's embarrassing right it's a, it's an embarrassing thing um now for critical care somebody gets in an accident it's amazing but for the rest of it man it is it's really um uh i'm i'm really embarrassed uh to be even associated with with it at all i mean i'm not but best way to stay away from it is just um to take care of your health like benjamin franklin said an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure absolutely
1: okay carter ta-da i
2: think we're done dude (laughs) that's
1: uh that's awesome so hey and Richards, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the health and wealth podcast uh and i want to go ahead and and thank you again christian thank you so much for coming on sharing your backstory i know we didn't get, in, get into sec you know baseball football or anything like <laughs> that. i know you're a kentucky guy oh man you
2: yeah. just reminded me we did talk about golf golfer sports and he's still he's still ditching it in at the end i can't believe it this is like <laughs> this is monumental
1: it is monumental. <laughs> we somehow get that in every single time but hey it was okay because i i think it was awesome for our listenership our enrichers to be able to hear more Uh, you got into the weeds with reverse mortgages the benefits to it obviously tim with his background and everything he was able to you know share some of his stories and everything as relevant now as it was back then right Um, so so, christian seriously thank you so much for coming on and educating our listenership on on that on this critical piece and everything so and richard thank you again for joining us for another episode make sure to like share and subscribe our podcast and for all of our previous guests Go to our website at www.thehealthandwealthpodcastshow.com. And uh, again, for my fantastic co-host, Mr. Chemical Free Body himself, Tim James, and our wonderful guest today, Christian Mills from Reverse Mortgage Funding. I'm Carter Wilcox, and CEO and co-founder of Epic Services Company and CSI Financial Group, wishing you all a very wonderful day. And until next time, we will see you on the Health and Wealth Podcast. Thank you, everybody. Hey, Enrichers, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Health and Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Carter Wilcoxon.
2: And I'm your host, Tim James. And by God, we are committed to helping you guys have fat wallets, flat bellies. So tune in again for another episode and make sure to like, share, and drink a lot of water. Or beer.
0: You have just listened to the Health and Wealth Podcast with Carter and Tim.